Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to the Under the Scope podcast where we discuss music. I'm your host, Will Brost, and calling in from who knows these days because he travels to Austin and New York and, you know, lives in San Fran. He's all over the place. Patrick Anderson, (laughs) how's it going? I'm doing good. Good morning from my side, which should tell you where I'm at. Oh, so you're, you're, by my calculations, you're somewhere in the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you that, go. Well, I won't leave it at that. <laughs> well, great Wi-Fi out there. Great service. Yeah. <laughs> this is coming in very clean. Seriously, I mean, who would have thought? I mean, 2019, <laughs> this is where we're at. Tech has advanced so much, especially yeah. over the past couple of weeks with uh, audio issues and stuff. But that's in the past. Um, I figured being out in the middle of the Pacific would help with that, but we'll see. <laughs> Experiments going well so far. That was the <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is, you know, one of our, one of our, our meteor podcasts that we like to do. Um, we do these quarterly reports where we like to just kind of recap all the music, not all the music, but a lot of music that came out over the past three months. Uh, just kind of share, um, some albums that we agreed to discuss prior to this podcast and uh, as well as sharing just individual recommendations, just what have we been listening to over the past three months? Um, because we have already discussed the latest records from James Blake, Ariana Grande, and Solange, we will not be discussing them on this podcast, even though they came out this quarter. Please check out those podcasts if you feel so so inclined. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I always love these podcasts, and I think I, I, I'm like really excited this time, and I think it's because um, – We've done more of a job of keeping our opinions secret from each other over the past couple of months. Um, mm-hmm. I have no idea what you're going to list as your recommendation, and that's that's kind of exciting for me. Yeah, same here. Yeah, we really haven't talked much about like, hey, listen to this album. Hey, listen to this album. Right, just kind of like, hey, have you seen the reception about this album? Like, we've, yeah. we've said that, but we haven't actually given like our personal opinions that much. Yeah. I don't even really know what you've listened to besides what we're right. what we're uh, what we're going to review on Exa- this one. Exactly. So that's that's exciting. Um, so the the four records that we agreed to talk about, um, we'll get into those. Um, is there any particular one of the four that you'd like to begin with? Let's uh, <laughs> let's start top of the top of the line alphabetically. Oh, okay. So let me do a quick A's. A's is pretty early in the uh, alphabet, right? A. Yeah, it's okay. near the near the near the top. Of near that, the top. Uh, okay. Near the top. Yeah. Okay. If not the top. Yeah. So some might argue the first letter. Um, so, so yeah, let's. <laughs> Depends do... on what alphabet you're using. <laughs> That's a very fair point. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess you're right. I didn't consider yeah, that. I mean, in this case, since we're two English speaking. Uh, men that is, from yeah. America. <laughs> it's important that men... We will use the English alphabet. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds good. Um, so A stands for American Football. Um, so American Football released a new album called American Football. Um, this is, wait, wait. Yeah. I, I thought that they released um, American <laughs> Football... <laughs> I'm not, I'm not so, so, so I'll I'll explain that. Um, American Football, uh, they're an emo slash uh, math rock band from Illinois. 
Um, so yeah, this latest record is not only the band's third full length record. Um, it's also their third full length record that is self titled. Every record is titled American football. Um, and I think all the tracks on the first album were the last lyric of each song, like the last lyric of a song, like never meant like the song never meant the last lyric right. was never meant. And then on the second album, I think it was the opposite, where like the song title was the first lyric of a song. In this case, I don't think it, there's any trend like that. So there's the difference in yeah. the titles between records. That's all I can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's the there's the distinction for you. <laughs> right, right. Um, so the band's debut album, released nearly twenty years ago, uh, is often considered the greatest emo record of all time. Um, and I'm no emo expert, or you know anything like that but it's probably my favorite emo record um yeah it's up it's up there for me too yeah their uh their comeback record was pretty lackluster um not just in my opinion but in the opinion of a lot of people uh mm -hmm. what did you think about this new one nice bounce back or just kind of more of more disappointment uh great bounce back mm -hmm. in my opinion mm -hmm. um it's different than i thought it was going to be um, it has some some of the same like kind of subdued tones that the second LP had, um, but it, it it feels like they actually had some purpose behind it this time around. Which like the the second one, it was just they were they were it felt like they were kind of phoning it in, like they were mm -hmm. like oh. We got back in the studio 17 years later, like without practicing or like rehearsing at all. And this is what we came up with. And then this one, they're like, okay, now we're back in form, um, trying some new things out. Um, and and I think they did a great job. It's distinct enough to set itself apart from the other two. And it's uh, it's got some really like beautiful moments to it. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. I think um, this is a pretty, like, it's well-played and well-performed, and it's very well-produced. It's incredibly clean and, like, shiny and pristine. Um, yeah. Some might argue that that is, like, overproduced, um, and I think it kind of borders on that in a couple cases. But in general, I'm really liking just how pretty this album is. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I could see that. It, it lacks the kind of like bedroom rock qualities of um the first lp right for right. sure but i mean they're also you know they're kind of legends at this point so i don't i don't mind it i'm, I'm not i'm not mad about it just because it's not as you know band camp authentic as the first one was <laughs> right right know? yeah yeah this this album definitely has less edge to it um yeah, I've seen a, a few comparisons, uh, and I thought I would ask you because you're a fan of Death Cab for Cutie, but I've seen a lot of comparisons mm -hmm. between this album and Ben Gibbard of Death Cab. Um, I don't know if you noticed any of that or. Yeah, I I mean, yeah, I definitely agree with those. I, I don't think it's a bad thing, um, but yeah, I definitely see some some Death Cab, early Death Cab. Mm -hmm. um, influence in here and later death cab is a lot more poppy and i don't think this this still retains a good amount of you know american footballness mm -hmm. to it mm -hmm. um so it's not it's not totally like you know off the charts into pop but it definitely has cleaned itself up and and uh yeah i i mean I think that they were close enough to Death Cab in the first place, honestly. Like, you could have made those right. comparisons in their first LP. They're, you know, 
heavy on the lyricism. The math rock kind of like puts them in a in a different section, but heavy on the lyricism. Uh, kind of a whiny vocalist. Right, right. Um, <laughs> Late you know, 90s, catchy, early aughts, like that catchy, period. Yeah, yeah, catchy choruses, uh, great, um, great, meaningful hits. I mean, they, you know, they already had those comparisons, but I think it's easier to make them now. Right. Um, so. and, and Ben Gibbard was probably influenced by the first American football record, so it, it kind of, it might be yeah. going full circle a little bit. Um, I would be shocked if he wasn't. Yeah. Right. And, and, you know, not that this album does not sound like the last spiritualized album from last year. I'm not trying to make that point, but my feelings, kind of my surface level thoughts on this record are similar to that record um, in that they're both, I think, pretty safe records uh, from like veteran bands who, you know, kind of made their their promising records and their statements in the late 90s and they're coming back and they don't feel the need to like experiment as much as they needed to in the past uh and that's totally fine it's just kind of it's just a little safe for me at times um, mm, okay so that's that's kind of how i feel about the record in general i really like it though it, it, it's great there's a lot of good songs on here i think the features are great on here um especially uh is uncomfortably numb like is that song of the year quality like <laughs> it's really honestly good. like it it's t it's top of the list right now like for me you know i mean we're we're only in quarter one but damn it's it is so a, good it is a song a very unexpected too i'm not really a paramore fan but that song is good enough to make me want to like listen to paramore and see if i'm actually missing out on something right because like their last record got pretty good reviews so now i'm kind of curious but yeah yeah i know i was like damn this is yeah it, that, that's a that's a great song i think it, i mean it's a clear standout i'd say from the from the album i agree with that and i think yeah. part of that is also um I, I don't think there's a ton of variety on this record um so there isn't a lot that stands out to me. I just know that when I'm listening to this record, I enjoy it at any given moment. But the mm -hmm. the, the, the feelings and the moods kind of run into each other a little bit from song to song, for the most part. That's just kind of yeah. how I feel. It's a very uh, um, kind of, not like, it's a kind of quiet album, like quiet, like early morning uh, mm. like foggy kind of feeling very much sounds exactly how the album art yes. was basically yes which a um, uh, little controversial they're not showing the uh, the house this time on the uh, album yeah, artwork there right yeah well maybe it maybe it's in the distance i don't know oh yeah maybe it's <laughs> maybe it's like under the fog or whatever yeah i just can't see it <laughs> I, I don't know but uh <laughs> yeah, I know. That's like been a thing. Like, oh, I don't know if I like it as much. They didn't show the house. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, well, they still do yeah, the but, thing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I I think I'd agree with you. I, I What I've been having like uh, uh, trouble with is, is determining, yeah, how I really feel because it's like, after I'm done listening to it, it feels like I was supposed to like it much, mm. much more than I than I actually do. I think you're right on the safeness of it um, because the songs are very attractive and very well produced, and there's some really great ideas on songs like like the intro track, yes. silhouettes, uh, like we said, uncomfortably numb, 
heir apparent. Yes. Um, like great instrumental moments on those. And, but there's like, yeah, there's a feeling of, uh, like unsatisfied feeling kind of at the end of like, there should have been something more. Um, but I think like stylistically, they really nailed it. I think that there's just some level of like, um, depth that is, is kind of lacking, um, in this in in the album i think um, i think but, that's a good way to put it it's very like stylistic and a little glossy and that if you're looking for a ton of depth i don't know if there's much here but um yeah 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 um so that that i i'm ready for my score um i'm giving this a seven out of ten uh, which sounds i mean it is a seven like 7.5 like that is a seven record if i've ever heard one um mm. yeah Okay, yeah, I I'm I'm at a seven on this as well, but I'm much much closer to an eight. Oh, okay. On on, on this, um, mostly because it just you know it while 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 I'm listening to this album, it's like this is an eight out of ten record, yeah for sure. And then I'm done, and I'm like objectively like thinking about it. And I'm like ah, I can't like yes. can't justify that. That's exactly how I feel. Like I love yeah. it when I'm listening to it, and then like. I don't know, like the impact isn't there on me afterwards. Um, yeah, it's just it's a it's a very pleasant album, I think. Um, so yeah, that's yeah. that's a uh, that's American football, American football, aka LP three. Um, next, uh, which one did you want to do next? You want to go alphabetically uh, again? Yeah, let's are, do that. Ooh, are we sure. going? Oh my gosh, how is this going to work? Alphabetically by first name or last name? Ooh. Yeah, um, let's do first name. Let's okay. do first name. That sounds because we did um, we did American football, <laughs> right? First, yeah, so. not football, comma American or. Um, I mean, I guess it would have been the. I guess it would have been first either way, but <laughs> right, <laughs> that's right. So yeah, so that puts if I know this uh, English alphabet the way I think I do. Um, we next... need to do the song. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since I took Alphabet One Hundred and One. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we've got uh, Quiet Signs which is the latest album from Jessica Pratt. Um, Jessica Pratt is a, a folk singer-songwriter from Los Angeles. Uh, Quiet Signs is her third studio album. Uh, this album is nine songs and 27 minutes. Um, what did you think about this one? Because I think you suggested that you wanted to do this one, um, mm -hmm. which makes me think you liked this record. And when I listen to this record, I feel like this seems like an album you would really like. So I might be wrong on that, but no, I do really like this album. Mm -hmm. um, caught me off guard. I didn't really expect it. Um, this is like style is really um, not anything new, but it's she she captured. God, I mean, it's so strange, mm -hmm. um, but also extremely calming and uh, and, and beautiful um in ways and very very distinct i i, I do really like this album it's very short mm -hmm. so it kind of leaves me like at the end like you know what just happened You're right you know like right because it's it's so short but um but I, I i think that in the short amount of time that she has on this album she really captures like this this aesthetic and um style that she was going for really well 
Yeah, I think uh, I agree with you. This is a very, it's a beautiful record. Um, I think the main selling point to me is her voice, which is very unique and distinct. Um, it's, it's like, yeah. it's like, uh, how would I describe it? Like wispy kind of like whimsical. Extremely so. Yeah. Yeah. It's like mystical almost like it doesn't, it, I don't know what it is. It's, it's like elfish kind of. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there's, yeah, it's very like magical in a, in a way, um, but also yeah. kind of a little haunting in a way. Like there's something kind of unsettling about it. Um, yeah. She, really fascinating voice. Um, and just to kind of go a little deeper, you know, I said she's a folk singer songwriter, technically true, um, but her music is often identified as uh, freak folk which is is subgenre of folk that includes elements of like baroque pop or psychedelic folk or other sort of avant-garde music. So this is stuff like Joanna Newsom or Richard Dawson or like early Animal Collective. So it is folk, but there is a lot of like weird right. elements to this record. Um, so I don't want to just say, oh, it's a folk record and then leave it at that because it's there's yeah. there's a lot of interesting stuff going on here. Yeah, it is very folksy though, because the majority of it is uh, just guitar, and right. or, or the guitar is like at the forefront, and then her um, her voice and stuff, which is a very folksy quality. But yeah, you're right. There there are kind of not experimental, but like distinct qualities about it that set it aside from from just the normal like wear in my my flannel right coffee in shop the, middle of the woods yeah and, right yeah <laughs> right yeah justin timberlake <laughs> man of the woods stuff yeah this oh is... god yeah <laughs> no uh so yeah no you're right because uh the instrumentation it's very like sparse and minimal i think at times uh, there's pretty much just acoustic guitar and um the occasional piano which i really like that opening piano uh on that opening song i think it's called like mm -hmm. opening night um very yeah. pretty instrumental opener uh, and I thought, you know, it was going to be an instrumental record, but then her voice came in. And I'm like, okay, this is actually like a really good record. Um, yeah. So my, I think my thing with this one is, I think I can stand back and accept that this is like for what she's going for. This is very well done, and there's a they're not there's not a ton of like objective complaints I can make about it. It's just not the kind of record I'm like frequently in the mood to listen to. Um, that's the only thing about that. Um, mm. So I, I'm going to give it a good rating, but I think my rating is going to be a little lower just because I like I rarely actually play this song uh, in the car or, you know, it, whether I'm studying or whatever at any time. really. Yeah. OK. Yeah. That's that. that I'm, I can see what you mean by that. Yeah. So um, is there uh, is there anything else about this record that kind of uh, like stuck out to you? Um. Yeah, I mean, track by track also, it's it, she captures. So the album itself, like we've been saying, is like, you know, she captures this very quiet, um, whimsical kind of aesthetic to it. But song by song, too, um, there's, there's like, great melodies. Um, there, It's a very accessible album, as strange mm -hmm. as, it, as it is, it is very accessible. And each song, I think, has really great qualities to it. And it's a very carefully constructed album for as, like, sparse as it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's something that I've been really impressed about is how how well each song individually plays. Um, I mean, my favorite track from it is This Time Around. Oh, nice. Okay. And, and then uh, As the World Turns. But yes. So I have my, my favorites, but... Um, but 
the album like song by song each song is very carefully constructed and that was something that i really liked about it was how well each each track plays which is like the opposite of the well not the opposite but the flip side of the american football thing where it's Mm -hmm. like these songs kind of bleed into each other because of the style right this one they all have similar styles but there's a distinct quality to each of them because of how careful they they were uh they were put and placed in and constructed. I, I agree with that. I think uh, it's a very like detail oriented and like meticulous record. Um, and I'm kind of yeah. inverse on the American football in that, you know, we discussed that, or at least I mentioned that, um, you know, I'm really liking American football when I'm listening to it. And then after the fact, there's not much of an impact with this one. While I do like listening to it, I think the imp- the after impact I think is greater with this album. It, it I'm, mm. I'm left like thinking about this record and what's going on more yeah, so than like here. American football. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. I think the short time uh, stamp on this kind of makes that <laughs> makes that possible too because you're it just comes and goes really quick and you're kind of like like the first listen you're kind of like what just happened like <laughs> <laughs> yeah right right and and i'm kind of thinking like well what else could she have done with this sound like is there more she wanted to do but just decided to cut it like there's there's a lot of questions with this record too um which is yeah. kind of fascinating like it's kind of a plus yeah it is a very fascinating record i think i would agree to you to some extent um that uh the record itself is it's something that you do almost need to be i mean i i don't know i i haven't i've been like fascinated enough by it that it hasn't been too big of an issue like oh am i in the mood to listen to it but mm-hmm. it is so like deeply stylistic that you do kind of have to have some sort of you know it puts you in a certain mood right um right which isn't a flaw necessarily but it's something that it's something to take into account exactly because it's it's not going to stand out um in a pack of other like very fascinating um amazing albums that i don't necessarily need to be in the mood for like you know i don't know like last year's low album is a good example Mm -hmm. of something that's fascinating and weird and uh, bizarre that I don't necessarily need to be in the mood for to really love and appreciate. I, I like that. I like that. Um, I think, uh, let me think, this because this was Best New Music um, by Pitchfork. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So I listened to this pretty early on, and I didn't really think much of it after one listen. And then he suggested that we talk about this record, and I'm like, maybe he saw something that I didn't. Um, so I really liked it the second time I listened to it. So I think there is something okay. to the like um, being in a mood to listen to this record. I, I now mm-hmm. think I just wasn't in the mood the first time, um, which is, you know, music kind of works that way sometimes. Just yeah, greatness can kind of slip past you if you aren't in the mood yeah. for it. That's why we don't just listen to albums one time before we talk about them. Yeah, that's yeah. We definitely don't do that. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> never have ever done anything like that. And I would never just look at a review and say that's my opinion without listening to an album. <laughs> I would never verbatim memorize an Anthony Fantano review. <laughs> I had never seen a shooting star before. Um, I <laughs> I'm giving this a seven as well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm at an eight. On oh, this. nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 I've, I, it's, it's fascinating enough, and it's generated enough attention from me that it definitely deserves that. So, I love it. So that puts us yeah. at a seven and a half. Um, so I've been 
seven on both of these records so far. Wonder if well, let's uh, see if we can break the streak. Well, let's see. Uh, so the next one, uh, alphabetically, is Gray Area from Little Sims. Um, mm-hmm. Little Sims is a rapper from London. Um, Gray Area is her third studio record. Um, this currently has a Metacritic of eighty nine out of a hundred. There's a lot of hype behind this one. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what did What did you think about this? Uh, it wasn't as high as the Metacritic hype okay. has uh, is for mm-hmm. for me, but it's really well done. Um, the one of the biggest takeaways I have from it is the production mm-hmm. on it is really really fantastic and it it's distinct from song to song to song um which is something that's you know that it, that's always a plus um lyrically it's great her flow and her delivery is really really cool um especially her delivery i love her yeah. voice um and yeah just just the way that she this the way that she raps is uh it's really really cool um I think the only thing that um, that I that kind of throws me off on it is, like I said, how each song is different mm-hmm. from the from the na- for the next song. It's like it's a good thing, and it would I think it would work better as a mixtape. There doesn't oh, seem yeah. to be very much of a cohesive theme or you know style that's like that that can be pinned down on here. Right, um, that's a fair point. I think it's like I did. I, I don't know. I think it's a little bit. It, it it is a bit of a negative for me because I'm not left with like I, I don't really know how to feel about the album as a whole. I think mm-hmm. each song is really well done, mm-hmm. um, and it's carefully it's carefully constructed. And she's really like she's. I mean, she's really smart with her rapping and and flow and delivery and and the production is great too but i think that well you know like i said it's it doesn't it doesn't bring me any sort of um depth Mm. uh, thematically yeah Um, i think there's something to that like it's really hard to listen to this record and then describe to someone what little sim sounds like because she's kind of like all over the place in terms of different styles on this record um, yeah, I, I think that's a, kind a of, fair point about the cohesion. Yeah, it kind of reminds me a little bit of like, um, not later Eminem, but like mm. earlier Eminem in a way, mm. where it was like, um, where it's like we have a great rapper, mm-hmm. but just but basically just showing off how good of a rapper they are, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. instead of like finding like you know an actual like. Uh, you, you know what I mean, like, like artistic finding, finding, direction or something like that, like a um, like what, like an artistic direction. Yeah, yeah. Which you know, yeah. I, I don't know. It is a slight negative for me because, like I said, it's hard to describe what this album is because what it what it sounds like is a very skillfully wrapped album. Mm-hmm. Um, but and and there are some like there are some deep thoughtful lyric lyrical moments and production moments on here but there's nothing that like shows me that it was uh anything less than song to song to song yeah right so right no that's yeah. that's all fair um i think i think this record's pretty great uh 
there is a ton of versatility on there. And so I, I agree with you on the kind of cohesion thing. That's a, it's a little puzzling. Um, that's it. I think she's better at some styles than others. Um, I really like the tracks where she's, you know, she has this sort of aggression or this kind of relentless energy, uh, like mm -hmm. songs like boss or venom, uh, come to mind. Mm -hmm. 101 FM kind of has this nice flow to it. Um, there's there's songs on here that have features like featured singers and you know for the most part those don't really connect with me all that much I, i'm not a huge fan of the features on this record in general um but i do really enjoy the production uh i enjoy her rapping i think she has a lot of potential um and i, I kind of like how it, she's kind of defying what a British rapper is, at least to an American audience. Um, I think right now, British rap is kind of viewed as just grime and nothing else. Like, either you're this Skepta type who's rapping over these bombastic electronic beats like Skepta or Wiley or whoever else you want to throw in there. And that's right, kind yeah. of like British rap to a lot of American uh, listeners. Um, but I think she's... She's kind of kind of redefining what it means to be a British rapper right now. Um, so I, I'm a huge fan of that. Uh, she, she does have, you know, she she has a lot of skill. Um, she has a lot of creativity. I think um, I, I do love this album, but I think there's more like potential here. I, I think there's a lot of like for sure. There's like editing um, and other sort of things like just kind of like more polish, more editing in the future. And she might land like an album of the year type of material uh, in the future. For sure. I, I, I would agree with that. Um, I think, you know, part of this has to do with the fact that like from what I was seeing, the whole album is like executively produced by one of her, I think childhood friends. Mm. Mm. Um, or, you know, at least like really close friends. Um, and I think that kind of uh, this inflow uh, person, which I don't know anything about them. I don't know if they've done stuff in the past. Maybe they're maybe they're bigger than I thought think they are. But from what I'm gathering, it's kind of feels like an amateur mm. experiment. Okay. Um, and that's why I think that there's not like it's basically like, let's just show how skilled we are. You know, we need to we need to show everybody that like we are very skilled and can and 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 we can we can create stuff that's interesting and and uh, and intricate and you know I, and they do a good job of that production and uh, with the rap mm -hmm. on here too. Mm -hmm. But um, but yeah, it, there's there's very there's there is a lack something very much lacking on here. Um, that kind of it kind of frustrates me a little bit. I'm like, I feel like I'm I wanna I want to like this more than I actually do. Yeah, because of how skilled she is. That's that's totally fair. Um, yeah, you know, and all of that said, all of the you know kind of gripes I have, I the, the songs I love, I love. Like they're some of my favorites all year. Mm. Like the 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 strongest tracks on here like carry this record for me. That I can kind of forgive the couple of songs that I'm just kind of you know meh about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she does have a lot of introspection, uh, introspect, introspection. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> she has a lot of. We were gonna get there. <laughs> yeah, she, she has a lot of uh, personal stuff on here that that I like. Um, so you know, she. I think there is some substance to her. Um, I don't think it's just like just style. Um, 
So yeah, yeah, right. And yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying you're I, saying that. I just kind of wanted to write. Yeah, like on the like the therapy that that track where she's talking about you know how mm-hmm. therapy doesn't really work for her. Or she maybe she's just in denial about it. And she doesn't want to face like her her real demons and stuff like that. It's, yeah, it's a there there is a lot of great introspective moments on here. I I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that she's saying anything new which i don't know if that sounds bad but like she's like with those moments she's not saying anything that's super like uh yeah it's it's not not the most original lyricism out there i i agree with that yeah it's uh it's just it's humanizing which is a good thing but it's not anything that's like uh that i haven't heard before which you know that's not a huge negative but it's something to to take into account Right. Um, so yeah, that that that's what I'm saying. I do agree with you. There are some introspective moments on here, but they almost feel like introspective moments for the sake of introspective moments. That's and that's that's the, fair. And the real takeaway I get from it is like just the amount of skill that's mm-hmm. that's being put into here. Yeah, I think uh, you know uh, I, I do like the introspective tracks, but if I'm coming back to this record, it's mostly for songs like Venom or Boss or Offense, where it's just like, you know, blast it and, you know, get hype and all of that. I think she's really good at those type of songs. I I, I really do. Um, I I, I agree with that completely. It's almost kind of like a Brockhampton thing that I have that I've noticed with with what Brockhampton has done, where they're like, they they have so much skill, production and lyrically and, you know, um, and they kick ass with these like, either like party tracks or just like aggressive tracks but then they try to throw in these like introspective tracks and there's some good moments there but mm-hmm. it's not like a, it, it feels kind of like oh we did it because we're you know we're trying to show that we're people and we have depth and um but i think that that doing that just for the sake of that is is less meaningful honestly than actually trying to come up with a cohesive theme that shows depth to your art yeah because it's like, of course, we know that you're a person and you have, you know, people deal with depression and people um, deal with, you know, uh, all sorts of all sorts of negative thoughts and introspective moments that they need to talk about. But if you're just going to do it just because like, oh, I, you know, I, I, it, I need to say this, like, this is just something that I need to say because I'm a person. It's like it doesn't resonate as well as as uh, as it could. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm, uh, giving this an eight. Like I, I do love this record. I think it's a solid eight. Um, I'm not sure it's okay. like toward the, you know, I, it, it might be closer to a nine, but it's like, I never even considered giving this a nine. So eight. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm at a seven on this. I feel like I was a little too negative on it. Mm. Um, I do like this album. I am at a, I am at a seven. I don't want people to think that like, I hate Lil Sims and I think that she's, garbage <laughs> because i do i do really like this album but Good. i think i felt like i needed to say why i wasn't at like an eight or a nine because everybody's been super super excited about 
uh, this this record. Right. So. And, and, you know, luckily for you, uh, if you're a music critic and you put out a score that might be lower than the consensus, people don't typically get upset about that. And they, they usually yeah, say nice things and they're like, oh, that yeah. is just your opinion. So, you yeah, know. they're like, they respect your opinion. And, you know, especially the fan bases, they're like, oh, I was waiting for somebody to tell me why they didn't like it as much as I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh nice yeah you know i hadn't considered that yeah right yeah that's what people say um so that's a yeah that's another seven and a half from us um our last group discussion album before we get into individual wrecks um mm-hmm. is this uh this record that's been getting a lot of hype uh some best new music love um sharon van etten's remind me tomorrow right sharon van etten that's a i'm mm-hmm. sure that's how yeah um, so she's an indie singer-songwriter from New Jersey. Uh, Remind Me Tomorrow is her fifth studio album. Um, I think this is a superbly solid album. I think solid is like the my ideal descriptor for how I feel about this record. Incredibly very solid. Very much, yeah. Yeah. Like front to back, Very much solid. so. So I'm glad we're kind of in the same boat here. Um, I think there's... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What what I do like about this record, uh, there is I think a, more variety than I expected to with uh, than I expected to hear with a singer songwriter record. Um, she has songs like "No One's Easy to Love" that have this like really mm-hmm. bombastic production behind it. Um, then she has songs like "Malibu," which are very kind of low key ballad. And then she has a song like "Seventeen," which is kind of like this mm-hmm. this anthemic you know bruce springsteen arcade fire type of like anthem that a lot of people can get behind um so she she has a lot of different styles on here uh, i think she's better at some styles than others but there's nothing there, there's no song on here that's like going to make my song of the year list or anything like these are all pretty decent songs but nothing really jumps out uh what what did you think yeah that's a really good analysis of it thank you um, yeah, it's it, it it is it is like that. Like every song is very carefully constructed, and there are great moments on it. Um, like I love "Comeback Kid" and the way that it's you know the chorus is is uh, very simple and uh, and anthemic. And yeah, it kind of feels sort of like arcade fiery. It's actually kind of a, a Mitski ish in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where there's like this subdue, subdued uh, themes throughout the album, but it's also very anthemic. Um, production is great. I mean, it's just great throughout the album. Um, yeah, I I do really like it. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just a solid record. There's not the the thing that I have with um, records like this is like. Um, kind of like different than what I felt about Jessica Pratt, right? Where there's like this this distinct quality about it that you don't really expect. And like, there's like this mystery, like, why is this good? Mm -hmm. With this one, it's like very clear, like this is a good record. Right. It's very well made. There's not, I mean, there's, uh, it's lyrically great, vocally great, production is great. Everything is clean. So there's some, there's, it's like, it's hard to, to listen to these records sometimes because it's like, oh yeah, it's a great record. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I think a lot of that is, you know, there's nothing overwhelmingly original here to kind of think about after you're done listening, but the execution is just so strong that like, I, I like it while I'm listening to it. 
Um, but there's nothing, there, right. there aren't a ton of takeaways on this record for me. Yeah, um, I think that that's, uh, yeah, like a personal bias that right. I that I have that kind of affects my, it was the same feeling that I remember I had with the U.S. Girls album last year, um, where I was like, yeah, this is a great record, but, you know, the, the, there's, there's something there that, or there's something that's just like, that's less personal, um, you know, for me individually, just because I'm like, you know, I just know that this is objectively a good record and there's really nothing I can do about right. it. And, and, you know, and there's some personal connection things here too. Um, like the song 17 is getting a lot of song of the year buzz because a lot of people uh, um, who are making that claim are, they can like relate to it and they, they are, or am going through that sort of identity crisis right now. Um, and I, I, don't, I can't like personally relate to it. So I wonder if that's kind of like, you know, can I relate to a lot of what she's saying on this album? Maybe that's why I'm a little less on it than some people are. Um, mm -hmm. Which, I mean, that's just literally every album ever. Like, that's, you know, it, some people yeah. relate to your music more than other people do. And that that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I think how it works. <laughs> right, exactly, right. Um, so, like, aesthetically, you know, I, I, or just in general, really, like, I love a ton of moments and like aspects of certain songs i love like certain backing vocals and certain instrumental you know tricks here and there but there's not really that song where like i love every single aspect of a particular song there's there's mm -hmm. just kind of bits and pieces that i take away from these songs as like oh i really liked that chorus on malibu or oh i really liked the instrumental on memorial day or whatever you know just kind of stuff like that mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I, 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 I would definitely agree with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's not like a defining moment on this album, and things kind of get lost in the mix that way. Right. Um, it, it, I think one of her strengths as a songwriter, just kind of to throw one in, I can't decide if I prefer her ballads or her more energetic tracks, and I think that's ultimately a strength. I, I think it means that she's not... Whereas like Little Sims, I thought it was very clear that she's better at the, her more aggressive style. In this case, I think she's kind of equally good in both styles. Um, so I, I think that's a plus one for Sharon Van Etten on that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, okay. Yeah. And uh, before I give my score, I'll just say my, my last point is that the intro was so boring that I didn't want to listen to like the rest of this album. I was like, what? Oh, that's interesting. Really? I, that, that's what drew me in. Really? Interesting. Oh, I, I can kind of see that knowing like a lot of your taste. Um, but yeah, I thought it was like, yeah. overly minimal for me. Um, mm, but once gotcha. it got to that second track with the, you know, that's a more lively song. I was like, okay, okay, I, I'll see what's happening here. So <laughs> that's that's hilarious because like I was exactly the opposite because <laughs> I I was like I was listening to the intro track and you know I love minimal, mm -hmm. um, you know, obviously as as long as it's tastefully done and everything, right. but. Um, personally, yeah, minimalism is like one of my favorite, and ambience is like some of my favorite musical ideas, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So I was like, ooh, wow, I'm liking this. This is great. And then it goes into the more <laughs> like exciting, upbeat stuff. I'm like, damn. Like, all right. <laughs> I'm not going to get that this whole album. That's great. So it, I feel yeah. like we're both kind of like, we feel overall similar, but we might have different like favorite tracks, which is <laughs> yeah, kind of very different approach. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, 
you know, as one might expect of a, a record I deem incredibly solid, I'm giving this a 7 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same here. 7 out of 10 for me. Yeah. Close, close, to, close to an 8, but there's a little bit there that, like I said, it's just it's, there's this lacking of personal amount to it that uh, that keeps me from doing it. Yep. So that's... But like, uh, yeah. So so you had a 7 on American Football, right? Uh, I know that's going wait. back like 40 minutes, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did. So 7 had, out of 10 on that. So a seven on American football, a seven and a half on Jessica Pratt, a seven and a half on Little Sims, and a seven on Sharon Van Etten. Um, <laughs> not the artists. I, apparently, we're rating the artists. Uh, <laughs> yeah. the, the way I just described <laughs> that there. Um, so yeah, yeah, those albums get those scores from us. The the artists as a whole. <laughs> <laughs> I give Little Sims as a whole a seven. <laughs> Just her whole deal, you know, <laughs> seven. Yeah. Um, so now you as a person, <laughs> <laughs> right? That I know well enough to judge on that. God, um, we'd be such assholes. Yeah. <laughs> <for that. laughs> hey, uh, new idea: podcast where men rate women. <laughs> Let's do that. Ooh, that's never been done before. Let's. <laughs> I like this. Nothing could go wrong. Nothing there. could go wrong. Um, so yeah, let's get into these individual wrecks. Um, and you know, I, I like to do these like awards or whatever for each one. I don't know if you did that or remembered to or decided not to. <laughs> God damn it! I always forget to do. This. <laughs> I always have to come up with them on the fly, but we'll do it again this time. Okay, I'll 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 have you start then, just because I'm amused to see how quickly you can come up with one. Damn, putting me on the spot too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, okay, no, I got it. I, I got it. I'm good. When in doubt, you can start with just your favorite of the quarter. Like, that's an award I like to give out every time. It's just literally my favorite of the quarter. So there's True. there's a freebie if that applies to any of yours. Well, yeah, I don't think that any of these are, like, my absolute favorite of the quarter. But they're, oh, okay. they're, they're some of them are really good. Okay. This one is my favorite uh, idea mm. of the quarter. Mm-hmm. Personal favorite idea. Okay. Not the best album, but a personal favorite idea. Um, William Basinski's On Time, Out of Time. Um, I'm not sure if you know who William Basinski is. I think you had him on a year-end list prior, uh, one of our earlier ones. Yeah. Other than that, I'm pretty unfamiliar. He's an ambient legend. He created the Disintegration Loops, which is um, like one of the most important ambient works of like this generation um it's a it's like a 9-11 it was made on uh with footage from the world trade center on 9-11 and it's kind of like a it's like a a expanse over like six hours i think um it's i mean it's it's amazing they're they're you know i'm not going to talk about disintegration loops i could do that for a long time mm-hmm. um i'll talk about this one but i wanted to give you perspective he is a legend he came back this year he's a very eccentric dude with an album uh that he was working with ligo the laser inferometer gravitational oh. mm-hmm. fuck i can't remember the <laughs> damn so close <laughs> um anyway they they're they're the uh they're an organization that a science organization that detects gravitational waves. Um, so he paired up with them hmm. to create an album using actual sounds from colliding black holes. Wow. 
<laughs> and cr to create an ambient album based around that idea. And this idea is basically like a love story of these black holes, right? Mm -hmm. Like dancing around the cosmos and um, eventually like colliding into each other and creating gravitational waves. So for me personally, mm -hmm. I was like, this William Basinski, one of my favorite <laughs> right, artists, I was gonna, right up your alley, <laughs> creating an album about gravitational using gravitational waves and black holes uh, noises. I was like, this is perfect. Um, the album itself, it is. I mean, it's incredibly interesting from my perspective. I think it's beautiful. Um, it gives uh, with that idea in mind. There's a lot of perspective to be had with this album. Um, it could be boring at certain points, I guess. Um, for me, I really, really enjoy it just because of a personal bias. But I think objectively, musically speaking, it's um, it's not anything that's super inventive. Mm. Um, but it, it 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 definitely has this ambition behind it that I really that I really love. Um, anyway, it's it's kind of scary at points because of this like mimicking idea of you know the just these huge concepts of black holes and space and the cosmos in general um beautiful at points there's a very eerie real feeling behind it that i really love um yeah so i i'm gonna give it a seven out of ten mm -hmm. um it could go closer to an eight as the year goes but that's where that's where i'm at right now so there's, that, there, there you go that actually does sound really cool like i'm not even kidding that sounds like how the hell do you pull that off like that's i, I mean know. yeah like the it's a, i mean it's really really interesting to listen to that is pretty cool um so i will i will do the same i was gonna start with like my favorite album of the quarter but i also have a favorite concept of quarter one award hmm. um so i'll start with that one and I, part of me thought you were going to go this way, but your idea or the idea behind the William Basinski sounds like really awesome. So um, I'll have to I'll have to look into that. So my my favorite concept of quarter one, um, from what I've heard, is the album Plastic Anniversary from Matmos. I don't know. If you, mm. I don't know if you got around to this one. Um, I actually haven't, so I'm interested to hear your thoughts. So Matmos are an experimental electronic music duo from San Fran. Um, Plastic Anniversary. Hey. Yeah, there you go. Shout out. Patmos. Oh, that was dumb. Um, plastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, Plastic Anniversary is their 11th studio album. They're veterans. Um, their self-titled debut was released in 1997. And they have a history of just doing these wacky themes from one album to the next. Um, I think their album prior to this one was like sampling their washing machine on every single track. Um, hmm. So this one, my favorite concept of quarter one, uh, it's called Plastic Anniversary. The theme is in the title. The, all the sounds and samples on this record come from plastic objects. Um, so the, the premise sounds a little gimmicky, admittedly, but I, it works very well. Um, you know, and, and part of the fun is, because there's so much going on here, um, part of the fun is trying to pick out like what's being used in these samples. Uh, and just kind of reflecting on like he's only making or they're only making this music from sampling plastic objects and like realizing that as you're listening to it. And it's just really fascinating because of how well done it is. Um, but but it is fun to, to, to figure out like, 
okay, what could be making this sound? Uh, um, there is some sort of discovery element. Uh, some of them are obvious and or like hinted at in the song titles. Um, like one of the song titles references that they sample the usage of a riot shield in a song. Um, and mm. an, another song title um, alludes to the fact that there's a sample of billiard balls clacking against each other on a pool table. Um, I think my favorite uh, that I know of so far, there's just so much to discover on this record. Uh, the favorite one, uh, my favorite like uh, sample usage is on the opening song, uh, Breaking Bread is the name of the song. Um, and it's called that because the band is sampling the breaking of vinyl records from the band called Bread. So they're breaking <laughs> bread. And I was like, that's actually pretty brilliant. And you can hear like the breaking of vinyl records and how it's looped into the mix. Um, and, you know, kind of what's implied with what you were saying, a great concept can only take you so far. Um, but what I like about this record is that it's done very well. Uh, there's a, like a lot of my favorite electronic records, um, at least in recent years, there's a ton going on. There's a ton to pick up on second, third, fourth listens. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, that's all I really have to say about it. it. It's the kind of record that's kind of hard to describe um, outside of the concept. There's just so much like, what the fuck is happening? Um, yeah. I, I love the concept. It's executed very well, and I'm giving it an eight. So there you go. Nice. Yeah, it is. That's a, a yeah. That's a record. really cool. That's a really cool idea. Yeah, it is. It is fantastic. I think so. So yeah, those nice. were our two, favorite two concepts. great concepts. Yeah, yeah. I like that we both had a favorite concept award, and you didn't just make up an award just now. That's yeah. Well, that was <laughs> that was that that one was bound to get the favorite concept, like regardless of how the album actually sounds. Right. Right. Because <laughs> once I once I like saw that he was that William Basinski was going to create that album, I was like, oh well, that's I mean, that's the best idea I've heard. Like <laughs> that is that is fascinating. Oh, yeah. vote for your favorite concept between William Basinski and Matt Most. Tweet at us and <laughs> tell us <Yeah>. your thoughts. <laughs> tell us. Tell us why. Yeah. <laughs> tell us why the best concept is actually thank you next yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right your next individual recommendation yes okay uh let's go from favorite concept to favorite mood Ooh. Ooh, favorite mood Ooh, I of, where quarter, this is going. Of, yeah. of quarter of quarter <laughs> one um from nif heck which i think is how how you pronounce it i've never um, heard of a, that Interesting. It's a it's a project from um, Grouper's Liz Harris. Oh. And I can't remember the other person, and that sucks because I should have should have looked that up, but I didn't. Liz Harris though is the is Grouper. Um, she's like the main brain behind Ambient, you know, project Grouper. I love Grouper. Um, I was immediately attracted to this because of because of her name being associated with it uh, the album's called after its own death slash oh. walking in a spiral towards the house do you you know i think pitchfork gave it best to music. yeah actually. i i heard of this record i don't think i ever got around to it oh um, uh, okay is that is yeah. this one where it's like four tracks and they're all really long yeah, yeah yeah okay okay i think i know what this record is but i didn't listen to it so i i'm interested to hear what you have to say it's another yeah it's another ambient 
record, um, which is to be expected given that Grouper is an ambient project and uh, that's typically what Liz Harris does. But the difference in, with this one is that there is so much like heavy, um, there's so many heavy tones involved in this and it's, uh, it's kind of depressing um, and dark and moody and um, like like rainy and just you know just doesn't feel great at certain points but it's mm. like it's expressive and emotional um, and and they do a great job of capturing this mood of basically loneliness mm. and uh, and not despair necessarily but just like a just a really harsh, lonely feeling, um, and it's it's very distinct and provocative. Um, but yeah, like like Will said, it's four tracks. Each track is about I think like twelve minutes long, mm. give give or take. Um, it's written in four different pieces. Every everything kind of bleeds into each other, um, and. You know, the idea is basically contemplating death, mm. life, having perspective on, on, uh, on, yeah, just that that kind of stuff. There's a lot of existential ideas in this and tonalities to it. Um, the vocals are very sparse and moody and and uh, subdued, and the instrumentation is kind of like warped behind a static throughout the entire record but there's really beautiful clear moments of piano or just electronic sounds that happen throughout it that are that kind of bring you out of like this mist overall it just captures this mood that's mm. that bring that that is very contemplative gives you a lot of um space to think and a lot of a lot of space to kind of pick out like um, ideas from from what uh, you know ideas about about what the mood actually means, and it, it just brings out it does a really good job of bringing out a lot of emotion um, in the listener. So I yeah, it was it, I I really really enjoyed this one. They did a great job of capturing mood and aesthetic. Um, eight out eight out of ten on this. Nice. I um I really liked that grouper song you put on your best of 2018, uh mm. I guess album playlist. Um, yeah, yeah. So I I should probably I think I just did listen to it maybe just because I didn't know who they were. Like I didn't recognize that it was Liz from Grouper. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, I I'll probably add that one to my list as well. Yeah, I've been I've been on Grouper for a little while now, like a few years. So like when and I love Grouper. So anytime I see anything associated with it, it's you know kind of like the William Basinski thing. I'm like, ooh, I gotta at least check it out. Right. And she's very consistent with her quality. So that's good. That's good. Um, I guess I'll I'll do my next one here. Um, just kind of as a as a precursor, a brief one on the the Solange review we did in on like March 10th or something. I briefly mentioned that I was like disappointed in this quarter overall, um, but I, I've warmed up to it a little bit uh, because some albums early on like grew on me a little bit, 
Um, but mostly, I think it was just like after I said that, the the music deities just rained down like a bunch of projects that I really liked. Like that is that. that is incredibly true. Yeah. yeah, like all of a sudden it was like all of these great albums came out like right after that. Matt Mose was one of them. Um, as is this record, uh, my favorite album of quarter one. Ooh. I've been keeping this one pretty under wraps, um, Ooh, but okay. it, it did get best new music. Um, it's gotten some Metacritic hype, 85, uh, which is not bad for a debut record. This album is Miss Universe from Nilufer Yanya. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I only gave that like half, a halfway listen. I, so I'm, I'm, I'm interested to hear what you say. I am like this. I, I don't know if it like blew me away, but I really love this record. Um, mm. Nilufer Yanya is an indie pop, like indie rock artist from London. Um, as I mentioned, this is her debut. This is the kind of thing where it's just like one quality song after the next. And I, I cannot deny like how consistently great these songs are. Um, now that the, the sun has come out, um, I feel that this is like the perfect springtime record to play with like the window slightly cracked and it's like 70 outside. I've been doing that a lot lately. It's, it's kind of you know, formulated a lot of nice, or it's been in the background for a lot of nice spring time moments for me. Um, the songs themselves, though, there's just, it, they're, they're earworms. Every song is catchy. Um, she knows how to write a chorus. She knows a couple of songwriting techniques that I wouldn't expect someone of her youthful age to perform at such a veteran level. Um, she She does like a very nice job of evolving songs naturally as they progress there is no like distinct abrupt shift and the evolutions aren't so complicated that you think it's an entirely different song but she's great at adding just enough as the song progresses to make it a smooth transition throughout she also has this approach to her songwriting where Though this is a very polished record in a lot of aspects, there's just a little bit of a lack of polish that adds just the slightest edge to this record. There's like a hint of lo-fi, but I wouldn't describe it as a lo-fi record. Um, the aesthetics are great on this record. I haven't I haven't liked guitar tones this much since like the last JSOM record. Um, I just, I love the guitar tones on this thing and her voice is very interesting and fun as well. She doesn't hide that she's British. There's like a lot of British accent in her voice. Um, and she's not a particularly, you know, strong traditional singer, but she has a lot of personality in her voice and I adore that. Um, but I think most importantly, the biggest selling point for me is, you know, this is kind of a train I hop back on a lot when I talk about albums I love. Um, but she maintains this delicate balance of cohesion versus diversity. So songs like Melt and Safety Net and Paradise, In Your Head, Paralyzed, Tears, like these are some of my favorite songs of the year. None of them sound the same, but they all sound like they should belong on the same record anyway. And I think that's like a really tough balance to maintain. She has just enough variety to where she's not putting in too much variety like that little Sims record, but she has more variety than say like the American football record. Um, so she has that, mm, that okay. balance. Um, really it's just, it, it kind of came down to like, I can't really say much about this record. I don't like 
It is 17 songs at like 55 minutes, so it is a little long. Um, there's also like a bunch of skit songs in here. Um, so like, kind of like the US girls where they're like so short, they're almost like negligible. Um, right. But in a lot of ways, I feel similarly about this record than I did about the US girls record from last year, where it's just consistently solid. I know I'm gonna be playing these songs all year um, and it gets a nine out of 10 from me. Wow, so, that's great. So, yeah, so, First 9 out of 10. Right, right. And I was so afraid that I wasn't going to have a 9. Because usually I have at least one 9 out of 10 every quarter. And it came at like, yeah. like toward the you know mid-March or whatever. So shout out to Nalufer Yanni. Nice. Yeah. So there you go. Album of the year that's awesome. so far. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> nice. That's, that's, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to go back and, and really, really pay attention to that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that, that definitely did come at the time when uh, all these albums came flooding in, because I remember adding that mm-hmm. to my uh, to my backlog and then kind of got swallowed up by other records. Right, because there was and a lot of, of great One of those records. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I kind of ruined your what? segue here. My bad. <laughs> yeah, no, all good, all good. <laughs> yeah no whatever okay yeah um one of those records is this record um which is my uh my obligatory introduction to an artist that has been around for a while but i just haven't neither known (laughs) about them or you know haven't like just haven't checked them out before Mm-hmm. Um, one of those things. I usually have those a couple of those every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the latest album from Helado Negro. Um, this is how you smile. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe he got best new music. He did whenever this came out, um, and it is best new music for me as well. Nice. If we were doing something like that, which we don't, because we would probably get in a lot of trouble for doing <laughs> that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this is how you smile. Oh, it's a really beautiful, meaningful album that has a lot of reflections on like um, childhood and memory, and um, and then also like a lot of distinct elements of of uh, race and um, not violence, but like just basically like hardship. Um, uh, you know, racial racial discrimination and, and the hardships of that. Um, I should say, you know, it, it's uh, from a, a Antiguan American. Oh, okay. I think not uh, Mexican American, but Antiguan. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are some songs written in uh, Spanish on this on this album. Um, but they're beautiful. The, it's a quiet, um, subdued, very, but very vibrant, imaginative record that, um, has a lot of like vibraphone and strange scents on them. Um, and one of the most unique qualities about this album is the, uh, just the, the quiet voice that the lead singer, of Roberto was Roberto Carlos Lang that the his distinct voice that he brings to it is this very like quiet um, 
kind of whispery, like storyteller voice in a way. Um, but it has a similar to like Sufjan's mm. Sufjan's voice, a lot less like whispery than Sufjan's, but it kind of gives me that same idea of like, you're kind of like entranced by it. You're like, what, what is this guy got to say to mm. me? He's <laughs> like, <laughs> why? Yeah. Why am I so interested in how he's saying what he's saying? Um, yeah, but this album's just beautiful. It's uh, it like evokes a lot of emotions of you know fear and um, and love and memory and nostalgia in a very beautiful um, and quiet way. Um, the the production on it is sort of experimental in a way. It's hmm. kind. It's unlike anything I've heard this year. Um, there it's, it's not like absolutely like distinct and experimental and groundbreaking, but there's, it, it's very distinct from what I've heard this year with, um, the deep, like bass electronic sounds on it. And then the like vibraphones and chimes that are used throughout it. And then just the, uh, the way that the songs are structured is, um, uh, it is in rhythmically the way the songs are structured is very distinct in its own right. Um, yeah, it has some of the some of my favorite songs from the year on it, uh, with songs like Running and then Please, Please Won't Please. Um, there's just a lot to this album to unpack, um, lyrically, um, emotionally, and thematically um instrumentally i mean mm-hmm. um so yeah i i really i really like this out eight, eight out of ten for me on this as well wow okay nice i um yeah i kind of played some of this album like while i was playing video games or something so like i don't really have much gotcha. of an opinion on this because i didn't re- like even the time i gave it a half listen i wasn't even like paying attention too much i just kind of had it as like background or whatever so um, yeah it's kind of a sleepy sleepy album right yeah like and um so i think i i need to just give it like a, a real listen uh um and now that i have your validation you know i'm gonna take it a little more seriously because like there you go that's all you need is yeah i just need the, the pat validation yeah um so that nice yeah. an eight out of ten um and yeah you're right it was best new music um mm. so, so there is a little bit of hype uh, behind it so i kind of like that Helado, yeah. Hel- Helado Negro, right? Yes. Yeah, right. What's the album title? Sorry, I forget. This is How You Smile. Nice. Okay. I like that. That's that's positive. Which is a great album that's title. That's a great album title. That is a great yeah. album title. Are you kidding me? That's that's lovely. Great. That is lovely. Yeah. Um so I I guess I'll go to go to my next one. Um this is my favorite political album of quarter one. Ooh, gotta like that. Yeah, and you probably know where I'm going with this because this is a Will Core artist. Um, yeah, yeah, Joe Biden's new album. <laughs> <laughs> not at, not recently. I kind of jumped off the Joe Biden thing. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That um, would be yeah. That would be yeah, kind of like yeah. a tough tough a time to tough time right to be there. yeah yeah tough times for Joe. Um, so Quella Chris right um, came Ooh, out gotcha. came out with this album called Guns. So very very implicit with this uh, political stuff just right off the get uh, you know um Quella chris is a rapper producer from detroit guns is his sixth solo studio album a lot of s's there um last year's collaboration with his partner gene gray 
titled Everything's Fine made both of our year end lists last year. Mm-hmm. Um, his 2017 record, Being You Is Great, I Wish I Could Be You More Often, not only made both of our year end lists that year, but it is a very important record to me. So in retrospect, it is my number one favorite record of 2017, and I now consider it to be a 10 out of 10 record. So there's that. Wow, dang, that's awesome. I love that record. It is a fantastic portrayal of personality and you know positivity versus negativity within the self. I love that album. Um, and you know the, the theme that these albums have in common is that each one kind of has this overarching theme. Um, where being you is great is kind of about internal identity and how you feel. Uh, everything's fine is kind of about this social kind of th- this sort of malaise about how you know it's just like oh, okay yeah everything's fine but kind of said yeah. sarcastically you know kind of with a wink like okay yeah everything's okay um yeah guns is a probably his most overtly political record that i've heard um it's a it's about guns but also more broadly it's about people and it's about america currently as a whole um I'll kind of read, I'll not kind of read, I will read what he described the album as. Uh, He says, quote unquote, at its core, it's about things that can be weaponized for good or evil, including ourselves. The words we say, what we fear, how we love, how we live, what we ingest, what we believe in, who we idolize, shit like that. It's somewhat of a, yeah, right. (laughs) He says, it's somewhat of a sonic study of the question, do guns kill people or do people kill people? So it's about guns, but it's more about the inner self and why gun violence happens. Um, And, you know, and there's a lot of more direct political references and statements on this record, uh, including but not limited to, you know, just a listing of recent mass shootings. Um, There's also the idea that's expressed where, you know, the law doesn't apply equally to everyone. There's a song about that. Um, And there's a direct reference to Donald Trump's infamous quote, um, just Donald Trump's infamous quote. You know the one. Just the yeah, one yeah, infamous the, quote. The only one. Yeah, right. right. Uh, the one where he says, "I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody, and I wouldn't lose," which is fantastic. I think they reference yeah. that a couple times. Um, so that's the theme of the record. It's about guns, and it's about how we and society are affected by guns, and what it, how guns are affected by us in a way. Um, so how does it sound? Well, by, by Quelly Chris's standards, you know, the beats are a little jazzier than usual. Um, he sings a little more often than he has in the past, uh, but he still has his signature dry flow and clever lyricism. Um, and he exhibits a lot of sonic variety from song to song as he has on previous work. Um, I think in some ways his songwriting is improving, uh, as exhibited on songs like Straight Shot or You, Me, and Nobody Else. Um, he's becoming, I guess, more of an artist in a way, for lack of a better better phrasing there. I think he's kind of developing some skills over the past couple of records. Um, you know, a, a couple of songs are still kind of mad to me, so I love this record, but it's not like Being You is Great Good. I think I like it more than I like Everything's Fine, however. Um, I, I always love his music, uh, and I, I really enjoy this new political direction. Uh, I, I'm glad he went a political direction, because I think he's a very intelligent person, has a lot to say. Um, and for at least the third consecutive album, because I've only heard three of his albums, uh, he's demonstrated his ability to just absolutely nail an album's overall theme. Uh, so he gets an 8 out of 10 from me. Yeah, 
Nice. Right, Chris, guns. Um, nice. So each of us has one more, just kind of as an FYI. We have about like 15 minutes left in the pod. So, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, so we're, so okay. we're good on time. So, yeah, this is my. Yeah. So we're good on time is all I'm saying. Awesome. Yeah. 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 Awesome. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, great. So, yeah. Because my last one, and I definitely want to talk about it. Good. Well, that's good. <laughs> if only we had a platform to do so. That's <laughs> yeah, and 15 minutes. <laughs> um, <laughs> this one, this one is my my favorite album of the year. Oh. Hold up. Oh. That didn't come out this oh. year. Oh. <laughs> Oh, you sly bastard. <laughs> which which is kind of a weird uh, award, but it's um, it's a compilation album called Kankyo Ongaku, which I probably slaughtered that pronunciation, <laughs> um, but which means Japanese ambient, environmental, and new age music, hmm. and it's um, it's a compilation of the, this music collected from. 1980 to 1990 um so it's curated by visible cloaks oh um, artist spencer doran he uh he curated a just you know a bunch just pulled a bunch of this japanese music from as you guess 1980 to 1990 that's when they were created this music um and created just a, an entire compilation album based on this idea of Kankyo Ngaku, which is, you know, just a, a, a style, a Japanese style of music that's environmental and new age, um, kind of like Steve Roach, who's not Japanese, but as a, as a reference for um, anybody that, that knows the Steve Roach's style of music. Um, this is just great. Uh, it's been getting a lot of hype, I think, especially in like the ambient world of like, one of the best ambient albums of the year and um yeah i really love it it's i think that the it's a real testament to how new age how new age music can actually be good because a lot of times new age music comes out and it's like i mean you know exactly what you're getting you're gonna get a lot of like dun, 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 just like <laughs> just calming like natural sounds and like waterfalls and like you know, just like shit that's kind of like as a music head is not calming. It's actually kind of <laughs> frustrating. It's like <laughs> it's like this is bullshit. I don't want to listen. I'll go outside. Like I don't want to listen to <laughs> this stuff. Right. It, anyway, but um, this compilation album is like kind of like a. I, it sounds to me like a love letter basically to uh new age music and the idea behind it because there is a like a really good idea behind it it's trying to bring nature into music mm. and create a peaceful environment and a creative environment that you know evokes calm and um contemplative uh meditative space um so obviously that's a that's a great thing we you know i'll welcome that idea but new age music suffers from a lack of creativity quite a bit but with this curation um this this album uh curation it shows a lot of like really really well crafted um sort of experimental 
um, just beautiful moments of, of electronic and new age sounds that uh, have really helped me to kind of like want to turn a more sympathetic ear towards new age music because, you know, it's just, it's a beautiful album full of like, uh, of natural sounds, but also like very interesting synthesized sounds like crystallized cold moments and beautiful, like deep drums, um, some cultural moments, like specifically Japanese cultural moments of instrumentation that give it some other perspective behind it. Um, it's it, it's great. I mean, I, I I'm a I'm a fan of it. It's just a beautiful, calming, but also very interesting, um, interesting project that I was very shocked by. I did not expect to like it as much as I did, honestly, because as much as I love ambient music it's like arguably my favorite genre Mm -hmm. i like don't really like new age music Mm. because it feels like the easy form there are some there are some new age that uh artists and like i mentioned steve roach and like raja is one another new age artist that's great but there's only a handful of them that i've been able to pull out that are like yeah these these guys are good um but this one is uh this one's great i'm I'm happy. I'm happy that that something something new age came into my plate or into my lap. That's actually like mm-hmm. very listenable and makes me want to listen to it. Um, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Eight out of ten for me. I, I, it's it's great when an album like comes out and kind of makes you question how you feel about like an entire genre. Like that's right. That's actually, right. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Eight, because it, it does make you think, because since this is curated from different, you know, artists some from 10 different years, it's like, well, obviously there's some stuff out there that I'm just missing mm-hmm. that is uh, that is actually worth checking out. Because, I mean, this is a 10-year period. It's not like this one artist just came out with an album. This is a bunch right. of different artists. Um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, shout out to... Spencer Doran for creating an, an, an album that kind of makes me question my existence. Damn. <laughs> no, just, just kidding. Not, well, not damn, that dude. Um, not that deep. So I, uh, I haven't gotten around to that one yet because it's not a 2019 album. Um, but no, not really. I just, I haven't gotten around to this one yet. So. Um, well, it's a 2019 release. It is. It is. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just a, giving you, I'm giving you crap. I'm giving you crap. Yeah, it, it totally counts. Um, so my right. last one, um, you know, I, I wanted to, I, I considered giving this final spot to Billy Woods uh, or Ooh. Desperate Journalist. I don't know if you're familiar with that group. Um, they're like an indie, mm-hmm. indie rock group that put out a, you know, not a very original record, but a very well executed one. Um, okay. So I, I considered giving this spot to Billy Woods or Desperate Journalist, but I kind of wanted to talk about a record that like no one's talking about. And I realize, like, as I'm saying that, it's just weird for me to be like, I want to talk about Billy Woods, but I want to talk about something no one's talking about. Like, that's just a weird thing to say. Um, yeah, yeah. But at least, like, those artists have gotten recognition from, like, Pitchfork or Needle Drop or, like, Reddit. But true. this album is a pretty deep cut. And while I enjoy it a little bit less than those other two, you know, records I mentioned... Um, I think it's worthy of being listened to. And so I, I kind of want to help lead the force behind this album. 
um, this album gets the Quietus Award uh, <laughs> because mm. I discovered this through the Quietus, which for those not familiar, it's an online music publication that is famous for covering like experimental left field music. Mm -hmm. um, this album has not been covered by Pitchfork or Needle Drop. It does not have a Metacritic score. And I've seen maybe like one other Reddit comment about it. Um, Ooh, I'm excited. Yeah, this is the album is Anima Mysterium uh, from Yugen Blackrock. So mm. Yugen Blackrock is a South African rapper. Um, if her name sounds familiar, it's probably because she was on Ops from the Black Panther soundtrack. Oh. Yeah, I thought she had one of the best verses on the record and definitely the best verse on a song that also featured Kendrick Lamar and Vince Staples, which says a lot. Um, mm -hmm. She can rap. She has a persistent delivery. Her accent and, you know, just her voice is like great for rapping. She could like rap over anything. And I think I would like it just because of her voice. Um, kind of like Chuck D or Dr. Dre. where like, I'm always going to mm -hmm. like their verse just because they sound great. Yeah. Their delivery. Exactly. Right. Um, yeah. She has plenty of great like rhyme patterns as well, but I think her her voice and her accent is the big takeaway for me, and just how relentless she is on the on the microphone. Um, mm. The production is very, not very dark, but it, it is dark and moody and like sinister a little bit, and it incorporates a lot of elements of trip hop, which I've been really into lately. Um, trip hop being, mm. you know, for uh, people who might be unfamiliar, I, I can't really describe trip hop, but it's stuff like Portishead or Massive Attack. Um, right. DJ Shadow and Dr. Octagon kind of take a hip hop approach to trip hop. Um, so there's a lot of that in there on the production side. And I've just been really into that style of music lately. And by lately, I mean like the past two years. So now I think it's just one of my favorite genres, period. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> um, right, right. So uh, the features are great as well. Uh, she has legends like Cool Keith on here, also Dr. Octagon. Hmm. Um, and she has some artists I've never heard of, like uh, this guy, Jack Tripper. Um, he's a battle rapper whose verse on Metallic Crow is like my favorite feature verse of the year so far. He takes this this IA like multi-syllabic rhyme pattern and carries it throughout an entire like minute plus verse. And just the way he continues that rhyme pattern while also switching it up and placing it in different spots in a particular line, it's it's really interesting. Um a lot of the appeal of this album is in the technicality of it. Um, this is very much for the type of hip hop fan who it, it appreciates, you know, uh, I guess lyricism and kind of the construct of lyricism. Um, the, the, my, my main complaints here is that it's a little too one dimensional in its appeal. Uh, the, the sounds don't expand very far beyond their scope. Um, and <laughs> there's a little too much like, um, you know, like third eye pineal gland astrology stuff mm. on this record. There's a little too much of that. Um, but other than that, I really don't have many complaints. It's incredibly solid. Uh, and I wanted to give it a shout out because, again, it's just me and the quietest out here championing, champion, whatever, <laughs> <laughs> putting support behind this Yugen Black Rock album. Um, it gets a seven out of 10, but a pretty high seven for me. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh. So that's our quarter one. Um, we have a couple minutes. Is just any other names you wish you could have talked about? Um, on this. Um, I, I mentioned mine I, already, but yeah. 
Yeah, I've been um, I've been kind of enjoying the new Lamb Chop record as well oh, recently. Yeah. Okay, I saw that that came um, out. Yeah, it's not as it's not as decent as the uh, as the um, uh, Flotus the album that came out in 2016. I, I I'm not sure I like it as much as that, but that that one's been pretty good. So I'd recommend checking it out at least. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean. I don't know. I'm <laughs> yeah. Oh no, that's fine. Are there just... any albums coming up that you're really excited about? Well, we are a nice segue. Um, I'm yeah. excited to talk about the Wise Blood record um, right. that recently came out, but it's not a quarter one record. It's a you know April record, so it's quarter two. But we are giving it its its own podcast next time on Under the Scope. So uh, that's that's exciting. Um, but there are a lot of. I mean, we can. You know, I could spend more than the last couple minutes we have going through just stuff I am excited for that's coming up. Mm-hmm. I mean, a bunch of indie favorites like Vamp Weekend and Tame Impala are coming back with stuff pretty soon. Um, yeah. Whitney is releasing something soon, which is exciting. So, you know, th- there's a lot to be excited about. And I, I liked this quarter. I ended up liking this quarter more than I thought I would. Um and I love the Nilu for Yanya, but if that ends up being my album of the year, I'll be a little disappointed in the year so far. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that, that's, that's fair. Yeah. It has to be like a mind-blowing album in quarter one for it to be like album of the year. Right, exactly. So, um, yeah. So yeah, that's our 2019 quarterly report for quarter one. Um, it went better than this. Yeah, I would, I would agree with you. It went better this quarter than I thought it would. Right, because at the time of the Solange, it was like, I wasn't as we huge like, on the Oof. little Sims as I w- ended up being. And, you yeah. know, Quelly Chris, Billy Woods, Matt Mose, and Nalufri Yanya have not released their records at that point. So um, right. this was very much carried by March. And a lot of records that I liked in January just kind of faded, like The Deer Hunter or um, mm, a couple yeah. other records that I just, you know, kind of fell out. Um, wasn't huge on that deer hunter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I thought I gave it a few listens and I'm like, eh, it, it did have much staying power for me. So, uh, with yeah. that, that's the podcast. Thank you for listening. And thank you for joining me as always, Patrick. Um, these are always fun and, uh, we'll see you next time for wise blood. All right. Peace. Yep.